DJ Simulationistas, sup, with Dr. D, Dan Raymer, and Dr. J, Janice Palaganis, coming at you from the Center for Medical Simulation in Boston, Massachusetts. So buckle up your mannequin, and let's roll. Welcome to DJ Simulationista's SUP. You're here with Dan Raymer and Janice Palaganis. What's up, Dan? Hey, Janice. Good to see you in freezing Boston from <laughs> sunny California. <laughs> yeah, it's really nice staring at your silhouette with the sun behind you. It's just yes. really... Wonderful, and the, thanks. And the mountains and the palm trees and all of those kinds of things. It's good. I'm you're sure. you're giving me your warmth right now. It's fantastic. Yeah, that I, sounds I'm feeling, good. Feeling feeling the the sun from your end. Yeah. So I haven't talked to you in a while. Uh, sup, Janice. <laughs> sup is it is a new year. So last year we wrapped up our uh, project with creating the virtual campus for the Center for Medical Simulation. And, um, and it's just, it's been such an interesting kind of project management reflection for me as I wrapped up the year and the reports from that grant, you know, it was three years of work and lots of lessons learned on my end on, on managing projects. And, and I'm about to endeavor now on three new projects, also big projects. I actually could use some guidance, Dan, on project management. It's ironic that you're asking me about project management because <laughs> I consider myself a complete and utter uh, failure in that category. Um, <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> you work like me. It feels, it feels that way to me because I, I've always had project manager jealousy. So <laughs> throughout my career, there have been program after program, computer program, you know, com computer tools uh -huh. to help you organize and manage your projects. Yep. And being an engineer by training, that appeals to me on some level. And every time I've tried to use them or be more organized in project management, it just seems like I wind up you know, giving up on it because it just doesn't serve me well. Well, that's uh, your inventor side coming out because your inventor side, I would think, would hate that stuff. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and I think I've thrived on really what other people would consider poor project management. Well, let's talk about this. Because I think what you're mentioning now is what I've struggled with in the last uh -huh. three years. And, and I need to reflect on it because I'm about to head into three completely different projects. Like they're all very different from each other. So I think projects where there's a great deal of creativity involved, at least this is my experience, that trying to hold too tight a line on what needs to happen in what order mm -hmm. is counterproductive. Mm -hmm. 
on the other hand, being completely spontaneous and waking up in the morning and not having any idea what you're going to work <laughs> on and uh, what the goals are, that also doesn't work very well either. And so I've always, in the projects I've done, you know, um, uh, kind of tried to find a middle ground, yep. as, you know, to be to be somewhat organized, but totally willing to take a break or to change course or try something new or just put something down for a while. I think that's my main technique in project management is to put something down for a while and stop working on it. And then somehow something comes to me, usually in the shower, um, <laughs> I have a thought about how to approach something. And I I'm just glad you didn't come, say on the toilet. Uh, yeah, right. I, I come back to it uh, with a vengeance and accomplish yeah. a whole lot. Yeah, and, I get and it. I, I think if I was following a script, it, it would keep me from from putting things down and giving them a rest and, you know, allowing my head to clear about how to do something. I love that you're saying that because it was definitely, we're going to be um, releasing a report shortly on the lessons learned from the creation of this interprofessional community of practice. And that's one of the top five lessons learned um, in the conclusion in terms of the project management was this tension between innovation and implementation and how, you know, both types of tasks require different personalities and how you have to have this, um, what they're calling in the literature, to be um, ambidextrous abilities to to be able to do both, as you're saying, clearly you have it, to be able to be innovative and have the personality of having no structure to then flexing back and forth, which I think in certain projects, like the project we just completed where it's innovation and something keeping up with the online environment, it's a very new type of implementation. Whereas I think in the past, because you know I've done this kind of work in the past with different projects, all those softwares with the Gantt charts and, you know, project management softwares, they worked. But in today's world, things are now in more of like a design thinking development where you're, you're continually coming up with prototypes, testing them, and then going back and reflecting on them and reinventing and then testing. And it, it's the implementation isn't as a unit anymore that's longitudinal, dependent on other tasks. Like you could do things in multiple work streams. And so the project management software, at least the way I used to do project management, it did not really work for this project. And I think it had to do with the innovative nature of it versus, you know, one of the other projects that I'm endeavoring on right now is um, we're writing the second edition for Mastering Simulation with Sigma Theta Tau. That's a very much Gantt chartish. You know, that's that's a uh -huh. project that's kind of traditional for me in terms of project timelines, whereas innovative work like software development, educational activity development in the online platform is not. I wonder if another big variable is the particular personalities of the people that you're working with. 
Because, oh, yeah. <laughs> as we know, as we well know from our experience and from our personalysis, uh, and we did uh, a podcast per, on this per, per, personality profile <laughs> work that we've done uh, at our work. Some people, you know, really, really uh, thrive on structure and Gantt charts and getting check boxes checked off and other people are at the other end of the spectrum and can't live with those things and have to be much more freewheeling and you know people just have different personalities and so trying to find that balance on a project where you're working with different individuals adds to the challenge I wonder yeah. if your book chapter, you're working with people that are used <laughs> to those kind of traditional approaches, and so you're finding it very easy for them to fit into that mold where the people that you're working with uh, on your innovation project were not so much of that type. Well, I think the problem with innovation is this uncertainty. There's consistently throughout the project uncertainty and, and understanding not only the personalities, but how people deal with uncertainty. That's important because, you know, some people can, can just go with the flow and know that we don't know what we don't know. And other people need to feel comfort even just moving the train. So it's like, you have to have that discussion of, okay, okay well, well, what's going to make you comfortable with us moving forward? So it's, it's that as well. And, and when you do have innovative projects, you're just not sure what's out there. You're not sure how it's going to look. And you have to be ready for So surprise. I think another big variable that affects people's comfort level and approach to project management is time itself. And so... You know, so we all know that there's a finite time in our lives. We only live a certain amount of time and we want to accomplish something. And so we create timelines. You know, I'm going to finish this project. Uh -huh. If you write a grant, you know, <laughs> and there's in the proposal, you're always proposing that, you know, in one year or two years or however many years the grant goes for, we're going to accomplish the following things. And, and when it comes to innovation, we know that those times are are both arbitrary and double-edged swords mm -hmm. so forcing people into a timeline can really crimp creativity something you know may take longer to come up with an innovative idea on the other hand the pressure of having to come up with something sometimes triggers the best inventions. And so I, I, I think that that factor is, you know, always, ever, you know, just ever present and forcing people, forcing distortion in the process. And that makes a lot of people uncomfortable. Did I put you to sleep, Janice? As I agree. We're on a timeline here, <laughs> and, uh, and your lack of reaction makes me well, wonder if... Well, you're making me realize that there is this underlying theme, no matter what project I'm running, that helps software or not, pers you know, and doesn't matter the personalities that are involved and the comfort levels. And, and it's so, I, I think 
you've kind of like defibrillated me right now is this what we preach in interprofessional education, which is that there has to be some sort of mutual purpose, and that if you can if you can stick to that, it's almost your safe stance. It's almost your success stance. There's no way that you guys can really screw up. I mean, well, you can screw up, but you'll get to a good place no matter what you do. And I'm realizing from what you just said that as long as you can keep the user experience or your, you know, your target audience in mind, there are times where you're going to go off that whatever project management step you have at the expense of the project to make sure that it's right for the the end user and that's to me and it doesn't matter what personality you are like if if everybody agrees to this mutual purpose and they see the bigger picture and you constantly kind of have that on your wall as you all work it gets you to good places yeah and i think I, I, you know, I agree that the goal is really central, and uh, but I think what you're describing is you've got to have a little bit of a of a laid back approach to project management because if if you go to any extreme, that is, if you try to do your project management so tightly that you wind up squelching. Uh, creativity and you cut off any possibility to revise and back up, that's a bad thing. And if you uh, are completely open and let things happen without any guidance and without any timelines, that you won't be successful that way either. And so being somewhat laid back, but paying attention to project management, I think is probably the best we can do. This is helpful. Good. Thinking of the user experience, I have a few projects coming up, and I just really think, Dan, that you'd be so valuable in um, helping us with certain aspects of the user experience. Oh, Janice, don't try to pin me down. (laughs) I'm an innovator. (laughs) That was the next step on my to-do list. Uh DJ Simulationistas, what's up? Is brought to you by the Center for Medical Simulation. Find out more about CMS and learn about our simulation instructor training and course offerings at www.harvardmedsim.org. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.